Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen on demand weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. You're listening to The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. Blessings to all our listeners out there. This is The Voice of Healing Radio with Mike Petro. You know, since we've been here at the, the Reawakening uh, Conference, so many people, quality people, have been coming to us and telling us things that are going on, not only within our country, uh, but w- in, even in other countries. And not only is, are these topics that need to be talked about, but we really are in a reawakening. The people need to understand what's going on in our country and we need to begin to stand up as one voice in order to combat uh, this real evil that's going on. I'm with a brother here uh, that is has worked a lot of his life in intelligence and has a, a, a good understanding of things that are going on behind the scenes. Uh, we just got the chance to talk about a few of those things and and um, I feel like this program is going to be one of those programs where there's going to be an eye-opening. I'm here with Jeffrey Prather, and if you want to get on his website or talk to him after the show, or uh, within the next few days, uh, just to thank him for his service to our country and the things he's done, uh, you can get on jeffreyprather.com and, uh, to get a hold of this man. So, Jeffrey, it's good to have you on the show, and, and um, we're, I'm really looking forward forward. To what you got to say because I, I've talked to guys like you in the past and and then you know they'll tell me some things but they won't get into everything but I, I love these kind of conversations well thanks for having me you're welcome so we were talking a little bit earlier about your intelligence side of uh, things you've done in the past and so many people come in and they want to know what's going on behind the scenes things that are going on within our country right now are there people standing up to fight and, and see the evil that's going on? Or, you know, is, 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 our, is our country past saving? No, we're never past saving. You know, um, I don't, we didn't talk about it, but, you know, I'm actually a product of rape and uh, out of St. Joseph's Orphanage, uh, mm. raised uh, by a Catholic uh, mom and uh, Baptist dad, not Catholic now, but... I'm a Christian chaplain. I also have Christ Connection Chaplaincy at ChristChaplaincy.com. So Amen. we're certainly not beyond saving. There's always redemption. There's always hope through Amen. faith um, as well. Amen. Well, that's you know what I mean. To be an intelligence and then to be then to move in and become a pastor and a you know working with others. That's that's a big leap, isn't it? Well, it's not that far of a leap, actually. You know, I was commissioned uh, in 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a military intelligence officer in the Army. So Veterans Day is a big day uh, for me, but it's also Chaplain's Day because St. Martin de Tours was the first chaplain, a Roman soldier. Mm. Um, 
And uh, because I was already airborne, I went straight into Special Operations Command, and I served in psychological operations, which we have a lot of psyops going on uh, mm. right now. And then I went over to Special Forces, and the motto of Special Forces is De Oppresso Liber, to liberate the oppressed. Mm. Um, and I kind of cut my teeth uh, working with the Contras back in the 80s in Central wow. America. And while I was down there, um, I was recruited by the Drug Enforcement Administration, so I became a DEA special agent, graduated from the DEA Academy at the FBI Academy in 1990, and then went into uh, the Defense Intelligence Agency uh, as well. So I kind of worked simultaneously. I was dual credentialed, and I worked on all of those areas. And, um, you know, the government's always a mess. It's a, it's a bureaucracy. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, I had been working to extradite the first Sinaloan cartel leader, uh, Miguel Caracantero, brother of Rafael, who tortured and murdered our agent, Kiki Camarena, which is a very wow. infamous event. There's movies and books. Yes. But as I worked that, um, I found that the biggest uh, difficulty to extradite him, because they're in palatial jails down there, mm-hmm. and that would have all changed, uh, was my own government. And uh, I had been activated for the second Gulf War, and I had uh, a team working at the Pentagon, and I went across the street to the DA headquarters. And I said, um, <clears throat> my informant uh, uh, was going to sue the head of uh, DEA. And I said, no, nah, I can't do that. But, but I said, but the head of DEA has destroyed my extradition case. Mm-hmm. When I, I had worked um, with her, her name was Michelle Leonard, and her partner was Karen Tandy. And I said, they've destroyed my extradition case. And after that, the government came after me. Mm. And uh, it, so I went through uh, a real difficult period. Uh, in fact, they initially came after me for my Christian faith. I had an EEO complaint against Holder and the DOJ and DEA. But mm. eventually it came out uh, that in Fast and Furious, of course, the ATF was made to run guns south. Yeah. But what came out in the Niebla Zambada trial was that the DEA had a deal with the Sinaloan cartel for mm. the guns going south to run drugs north. Yeah. Uh, and so that was my uh, introduction uh, mm. to what had happened because back in the day uh, when I was with 7th Special Forces Group, that's when Ali North was working with the Contras illegally and that inadvertently built the Contra cocaine um, and Clinton empire yeah. of death. So later on, uh, after they finished coming after me, and I was never uh, convicted of anything, I was never even charged, but they came after me for a long time, I started to see how corrupt our government had become. And so I started to uh, expose that. And for, mm. like, I, got, I was honored to speak at the first Freedom and Health in Tulsa, and I was there at the speaker's dinner with uh, General Flynn, and my mm. wife went up to General Flynn and said, hey, you know, what you're going through, what you just finished going through, my husband went through... 10 years ago, and it's a template. It's a protocol that they pull out yeah. uh, over and over. Uh, but, you know, the way forward is really through Christ. Uh, and that's how the deep state of the Roman Empire was defeated, and that's how mm. we are going to restore our republic. Amen. I, 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 I really believe what you're saying in that, Jeffrey, because I think we've come to a point that people are starting to reach out uh, to, to Christ. I, I see it in the young people today. We're seeing people come off the streets that have been hooked on drugs, meth. There's there's no answers, really, other than Jesus to, to see these people set free. But 
and a, and the larger picture right now, I really believe our country is on the verge of a move of God, and that there's an awakening by you know tribulation always creates change, either one way or the other, and and it's what you do with that tribulation, it's what you do with that pressure, that brings about these these seasons of where the Lord sort of wakes up humanity. And I think we're in one of the largest uh, crucibles right now for change. All over the world, um, we have people that just came in from Australia getting away from the Australian government. Who would ever thought that democratic government would turn on its own people to the point where people are, are fed up with it. And, and now we are in, you know, we are coming into this fight ourselves because you know, I'm watching sheriffs stand up all over the country. I'm watching sheriffs that don't have a political view one way or the other. They just want to bring the truth out. And and I see this happening in Wisconsin and in Nevada, California, um, where people are just saying, this is wrong. And we need to stand against this kind of tyranny. Learn on the go with the Voice of Healing video on demand platform. Stream hours of rich understanding on any platform, any device, anytime, and anywhere right at your fingertips. Your calling is great and your promise is huge. Gain access to all the broadcasts that The Voice of Healing is releasing worldwide and catch fire for this next season. Sign up today by heading to voh.church slash watch and be inspired. Well, you know, I spent a lot of time in Australia. I like Australians. Yeah. I was deployed very early on in Chile. Uh, it was uh, an American. I was an American lieutenant working with a Australian captain, and we were reporting to a British uh, major, <laughs> and we'd say, "Hey, the convicts and the colonists are here." And he kind of. <laughs> but the interesting thing about that is uh, that you know both Canada and Australia, great folks, great allies, um, mm. where they have a history of monarchy where Americans rejected monarchy because our king is elsewhere. And when you have that whole monarchy in the way, it's very problematic. Mm. And so, uh, and, you know, again, I've gotten along with the English great allies too, but having that whole, you know, it's like when they're saying, hey, David, be our king. He goes, you want me as a king? Your your daughters Mm. will be my handmaidens and your sons will be my charioteers. What are you talking about? You don't want that. And so that's in the way. And now really we've gotten back to what the Roman Empire was, is government is God. Uh, Mm. The jab is the new sacrament or the murder of the unborn uh, is a sacrament. Uh, And the way we're going to get out of that is the same way that we got out of it at our founding. We're going to have to rely on God and each other and not corrupt government in D.C., just like we stopped relying on corrupt government in Britain. Uh, And we're going to have to get... uh, defeat the deep state the way Christians defeated the deep state in Rome. Yes. You know, Spartacus was born, uh, uh, died rather, about 70 B.C. Mm-hmm. That was the third slave revolt. Sparta- Spartacus was a former Roman soldier and mm-hmm. a gladiator, but he yeah. couldn't outfight the Romans. But in mm. 33 A.D., of course, Yeshua, the Messiah, you know, Jesus the Christ, uh, dies and rises because uh, they couldn't outfight being outloved. Yes. And then Paul dies, is beheaded after he goes back to Rome purposefully mm-hmm. in 68. Yeah. And then about three, force forward, fast forward to about 300 AD, Marcellus is a centurion 
and he becomes a Christian, and he just says he won't fight. So he is tried, very much like our political prisoners right now. You can make an analogy to that. And at his trial, he is sentenced to to execution, and the scribe, Cassian, throws down his writing implements and says, I won't record this. He is executed. And then about this time, in 316 AD, uh, Martin de Tours, the chaplain, because Veterans Day is concurrent with Chaplain's Day, and I'm a chaplain, comes along. He's a Roman soldier because his dad's a tribune, Mm -hmm. but because his dad's away all the time, he's raised by slaves. And the slaves' boys that he plays with are Christians. And he's like, hey, these, these kids are nice and upright, and they're not like the corrupt deep state kids. Yeah. And so he ends up slitting his cloak and sharing it with a cold um, beggar. Mm. And by then, the empire of Rome becomes Christian. And mm. so the last do become first. Yeah. And that's what we're going to have to get back to. And this is going to be a long, hard fight. Been tri- mm. There's going to be a lot of tribulation, and we're just starting. My children will be in this fight, mm. uh, and people are going to have to come back to Christ and come back to our Judeo-Christian native tradition and sacrifice, but mm. we will win this. Amen. Well, according to the, according to the early church, we win, we win the battle at the end, right? So uh, we, we should be there in that place uh, in our relationship with Christ Hallelujah, to, to bring about his kingdom in the earth. And that's that's our purpose, to to manifest that kingdom and his divine nature in us, you know, that, that people would see Jesus in us. Amen. Uh, getting back to, to um, what you were doing in your past, I, are, you, do you, are you still connected with any of those guys uh, oh, uh, sure. that are still working now? Oh, yeah, sure. And, and, and what is what is their response to what's going on right now? You know, I have been honored to uh, be trained and worked with and sometimes trained the most elite warriors, the tier one guys, Apaches, uh, uh, Japanese ninjas. And, you know, there's a point in training where it goes beyond the physical and you have to have a spiritual connection. I had one of my, my I used to have a tattoo training company. Well, still do. It doesn't have a government contract. It's called warriorschool.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, a guy was going through a very elite special um, operations intelligence unit that I used to be a part of, and he was kind of talking to some of my students, And he, but the conversation wasn't about anything tactical. It was all about his connect, uh, conversation with God mm-hmm. and his thoughts of his family while I was going through this because it's so physically uh, demanding. Mm-hmm. But really what's happening uh, now is there's a Chinese communist official that says that we lost the 2020 war with Mm. China. And I agree with that as an intelligence officer. Uh, But a fifth generation type of war is to change culture. It's not people in uniforms, it's not uh, flags, it is to change the culture. And so I agree that the United States government lost a fifth generation culture war Mm. Uh, with China. And that's why... Can, can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. Highlight so, that a little uh, bit? Uh, the objective of a fifth generation war, there's, it's low violence, no uniforms, uh, but it's to change the culture. So that's why now medicines are poison. The jab mm. is poison. That's why boys are girls. That's why we leave American children in Afghanistan while we bring in uh, slave traders and drug dealers and terrorists. Mm. They've changed the culture. Of course, at the root, 
it is a cosmic war. It's when sure. Hasatan, Satan, falls, falls from heaven and Yeshua sees him fall like lightning from heaven. It begins there. But that's where that has become. But having lost that war uh, with China, it was only our government that mm. lost that war. And the yeah. terrain there is primarily human, mm-hmm. not physical terrain. But yeah. the American people did not lose that war. Uh, other mm-hmm. than the metrosexual coasts, the American people are coming back to Christ, to constitutionalism Amen. more and more all the time. So that's the difference yeah. with what happened. But that's why everything is, is switched around. Sure. That's why it's to change the culture completely. But people are waking up to that. People are realizing that. But people have been uh, asleep for a long time, and they've gotten away from truth. And that includes big church, mm-hmm. uh, big yeah. government, big pharma, big everything. When, when, you, when you talk about Afghanistan, what, what the, why do you think there was such a fumble there? The, I mean, the mistakes that I've seen, you would think uh, anybody with common sense— wouldn't have made those mistakes on the way we pulled out of there. And, and, and with, I mean, we only had a few thousand troops there that was holding that whole region basically, at, you know, in peace compared to what we have on the Korean Peninsula. That type of investment is nothing compared to what, what, what was on the Korean pe- uh, Peninsula. What's your view on that? So it wasn't a fumble. Anybody yeah. who knows anything about the military knows that that was planned. That was engineered evil. That was controlled chaos. Mm. So uh, I've been telling a story about a friend of mine in Special Forces who was behind enemy lines who was destroying his radio equipment expecting to get overrun. Nobody leaves their stuff for the enemy. That's standard procedure. This was all planned. But in 1999, during that first Gulf War, uh, the Chinese were watching us fight that war. And, you know, I say at the beginning of my podcast, you know, we defeated the Nazis, we defeated the Japanese, Um, and you're next. But uh, the difference with the Chinese was in 1999, they watched us win the first Gulf War so fast that they realized that nobody can take the American warrior head on because of our great love for life and freedom. Because God says what is good is life and freedom. Mm -hmm. He says what is bad is death and slavery. Mm -hmm. So they said, we're not going to fight him head on. We're going to do what's called, and they produced a report called Unrestricted Warfare. Mm-hmm. The unrestricted warfare is flanking us through our manufacturing, through mm-hmm. our schools, through our medicines, through our colleges, through the media. You'll never see a, a movie Bad Mouth in China, for example, mm-hmm. and everything is made in China. And so that's how they influenced and accessed our government, like mm-hmm. Dr. Lieber uh, at Harvard, mm-hmm. who was going to Wuhan, where the COVID came out of, to get yeah. every $50,000, had a female Chinese military intelligence lieutenant working for him. Mm. And so she was really his handler. He was running her. And we see that over and over, like with Hunter, Mm. uh, who was enticed, addicted, lured, Mm. uh, and then filmed, so bribed and extorted to be controlled. That's a standard operating procedure. I've run lots of sources in the military and federal law enforcement and Mm. intelligence. That that is what has happened uh, Mm. here with this. So none of that uh, was a fumble. It wasn't another intelligence failure. Mm-hmm. Our intelligence agencies, and I've been inside them for a long time. I mean, I've been in the White House Situation Room. I've been in the NSA, CIA. I ran the Global Operations Center for the DIA in 2003 to 2004. Um, that is all planned because it has been infiltrated, accessed, and influenced. And that's why you have sources for influence and access. 
And I, I, you know, I, I, really, I could sit here and talk to you for another two hours. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're here with Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Prather, and, and uh, if you want to get on his site, it's jeffreyprather.com. I notice you, you use the word Yeshua. I do, yes. Is, is there a reason for that? Well, sure. I mean, if you're going to talk about the name, then you should at least say the name right, you know? So, <laughs> Amen. You know, or you can say, if you want to be casual, Josh, you know? Yeah. But, but of course, you know, in my chaplaincy, we use an Aramaic scripture because, of course, Yeshua spoke um, Aramaic. And once you do a copy of a copy of a copy, it gets more blurred. Sure. So it's very important to go back to the Aramaic to see uh, what, for example, in the Aramaic text on the cross, he doesn't say, why have you forsaken me? He says, for this I have been kept. And then he says, Amen. it is accomplished. Amen. So I'm not trying to convert anybody to that, but which one makes more sense? Exactly. You know, uh, we, we do a lot of study into the early church fathers. I always say it like this. I said, if you're going to drink the, out of the Colorado River, would you rather drink it up in the, uh, you know, in the Colorado mountains or down in Mexico? So I said, we got to get back to the original context and original sources. So we're here with Jeffrey Prather. Again, if you want to get onto his site, it's jeffreyprather.com. I really want to spend some more time with Jeffrey uh, in the future. And hopefully we can get together and, and uh, talk about a few things, just not the just not the military aspect, but also uh, your faith aspect, because I, I, can, I can hear it in you that there, there's something special there. So for those of you that are out there listening, if you'd like to get a hold of us at the Voice of Healing Radio, you can get, uh, get with us on our website, voh.church, or you can uh, call us, get a, send us an email. Uh, we'd love to reach out and talk to you. May God bless you, and we will see you tomorrow on the Voice of Healing Radio. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps the Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or send us an email at radio at voh.church. And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petrone.